Howdy, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut in Jaitewe. This is officially episode nine, folks, so the podcast is now two months old. That's pretty crazy. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, please take a second to leave a like, leave a comment. Your engagement, hashtag engagement, has done so much to help this channel. Uh, this is a brand new YouTube channel, so I get buried by the algorithm if it wasn't for all of your engagement. So I really appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please take a second to click that subscribe button. Become a do not warrior. Help me pass the 2000 subscriber mark. I'm trying to pass it in one more week. I know it's very ambitious. That means I need to get like over 500 subscribers in one week. But let's try anyways, yo. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on this episode. We're going to be talking about the Pierre Rabat situation with Dr. Sandrine. He has a secret YouTube channel where he makes a bunch of food. We're going to talk about that and react to one of his videos. We're going to be talking about Tufilux's attempt at a rebrand. He's talking about anti-bullying again. You know I'm not going to let that slide. And we're going to talk about Lola Bunny. Is she too sexy for 2021 in Space Jam 2? We've got a couple more topics to discuss, so buckle up. It's going to be a good one. Okay, so the first topic we're going to talk about is the Pierre Rabat thing that happened with Dr. Sandrine Atala on his show. Um, honestly, I, I, I hesitated as to whether even or not to talk about this or not, because A, like none of my audience fucking watches MTV or Pierre Rabat shows. So like if you watch my stuff, I highly doubt you watch that show on TV. So I didn't even think anyone would be interested, but just everyone's just been talking about it. And it honestly was such a horrific interview to watch. So let me just tell you a little bit about what the situation is without showing you any footage because MTV like love claiming YouTube videos. So I don't want to give them any chance to claim my video. So fuck them. So I'm just going to briefly tell you what happened. And uh, basically on Pierre Rabat's show, it's, he has like a panel of people. They invited Dr. Sandrine Atala, who is a sexologist, a licensed you know, doctor, and they kind of blindsided her and spent the whole segment making fun of her, ganging up on her, interrupting her. Uh, it was honestly very hard to watch and it was very cringe and props to her for being such a classy lady and for like, I would have lost my shit if I were her. You know what I mean? She was so classy. She, she took it with such grace. Everyone's been extremely mad at them. Everyone's been taking down uh, Pierre Labad. The whole panel, honestly, for what they did. And deservedly so. It was honestly very, very difficult to watch. Full disclosure, I actually... Uh, Salam Zatari, who is on that panel, is, is someone that I'm actually a fan of. And I kind of look up to him because in my mind, he did a lot to push Lebanese comedy forward. I loved his work on CNN. So... I was honestly mostly disappointed by him being on the show and him saying some of the shit that he said. He actually, weirdly enough, follows me on Instagram. I think I'd like, it might have been after my Dana Hurani video or something where he actually followed me. I wanted to send him a message. So a couple of days ago, I literally sent him a DM uh, being like, hey, dude, like, just wanted to say that I'm a big fan, but I was quite disappointed with your appearance on the show. It was extremely cringeworthy. It was hard to sit through. And I was like, I consider you someone who has helped push Lebanese comedy forward. So I feel like watching you in that segment, I saw you going 10 steps back. And uh, I just wanted to share that with him. And to his credit, he, he responded pretty quickly. And I, he genuinely seemed remorseful. I'm not trying to excuse anything he said or he did. He knows that they fucked up. And I genuinely got that vibe from him. But I just wanted to share the story that I did want to reach out because he's like the only person who I can actually contact. And as much as I was disappointed in his appearance on that segment and some of the comments he made and some of the jokes he made, although I do think he tried to steer the conversation back at some points, he still, he still messed up, I think. And um, I just appreciate the fact that as much as I was disappointed in him for how he behaved on that panel, I was equally impressed with how uh, 
gracious he was and sort of accepting some pretty harsh criticism, to be honest with you, and him recognizing that they fucked up. And I really do feel that he genuinely wants to try to make it right. Obviously, there's there's nothing he could say to me to make it right. The conversations they all need to have are with Dr. Uh, you know, Sandrine. But that's just my little experience reaching out to him. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. So I had only seen clips and I sat down and watched the full segment today. And yeah, it is exactly as bad as it seems. And actually, Dr. Sandrine shared a tweet right after her appearance that speaks a lot to how she felt. This is uh, Dr. Sandrine's tweet. They tell you they want a debate about sexual education because it's an important topic. You naively believe them and they shame you, silence you, corner you, objectify you, bully you just to sell audience. A great example on how you should treat women. Congrats. Happy Women's Day. Uh, the segment occurred on Sunday, which was Women's Day. And she's absolutely right. Dr. Sandrine is absolutely right. They shamed her, they silenced her, they cornered her, they objectified her, and they bullied her. She's 100% accurate on every single word in that tweet. I don't even fucking know anybody on that fucking panel, to be honest with you. Other than Salam, he's the only one that I know. He's the only person I respect on there. There's one other person that I kind of know. Her name is Jessie, Jessie Khoury. She's a friend of my sister's. I met her once at a protest. She seems like a very sweet lady, but she also made some pretty silly and dumb comments in my opinion and like if she were wearing pearls she would have been clutching it the whole time like oh won't somebody think of the children uh i don't know uh i was pretty disappointed in everybody uh, pierre rabat issued an apology today on twitter and here's what it said what happened on sunday's episode while talking about sex education videos and debating about their availability for general public went unintentionally in the wrong way such topics can slip into a debate that is not at the desired level and unfortunately this is what happened we'll make sure to take the appropriate measures in the show for us not to be put in similar situations in the future what do you mean for us not to be put in similar situations in the future you put yourselves in this fucking situation stop trying to shift blame bro you are a horrible fucking host and your panel was embarrassing, to be honest with you. And on a pure personal level, I would like to express my apologies for what happened with Dr. Sandrine Atalla during this segment. Well, Dr. Sandrine was not taking any fucking shit from Pierre Labat's stupidity. And here is her fucking amazing response. Apologies received, but not accepted. You could have, one, checked your facts instead of sharing fake news about my videos and my previous show. Two, silenced your anchors instead of encouraging them by saying I was seductive. Three, given me a space to express myself instead of interrupting me. Absolutely fire, Dr. Sandrine, you are such a fucking badass. If that wasn't enough, Hisham fucking Haddad, can we, can we please like get rid of all these fucking people? Wouldn't that be nice? So Hisham Haddad, uh, Sandrine discusses a segment on Hisham's show. She says, here it goes again, another round on LBC Lebanon. Please stop selling audience on my expense. You are making a fool out of yourselves. Stehlekto uh, nikte etc. And she tags Lahon Ubes, which is Hisham Haddad's show. Hisham responds, Khalas doctor, we were defending you, selling audience on your expense. You are not Dr. Phil. Cheers. Again, you, the sexism is oozing off of his reply. So fuck him as well. And here's Dr. Sandrine's reply to Hisham. It's the fourth time you make the same joke. Do you really think you're defending me this way? And by the way, I don't need to be defended. You were just attacking your competitors. Leave me out of it. Unfortunately, no, I am not Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is a fraud and a charlatan. Woo! Long live the queen, baby. We got ourselves a queen. All right, though, this is fucking badass. So I'm a new fan of Dr. Sandrine Atala. I love how she handled all of this. And on an unrelated note, I was personally offended when I had to watch that fucking show. 
uh, in the beginning, they had an alien dancing around the set. That's offensive to fucking aliens. Why are you exploiting aliens? As someone who loves and is passionate about UFOs and aliens, it was fucking offensive to me to see you guys just use them as like set dressing for your fucking show that has nothing to do with aliens, with outer space. You had like PlayStation controllers moving out there. Like no one, young people don't watch your fucking show, man. I don't know why you're thinking that. Leave the fucking aliens out of it though, okay? Aliens are my thing. They are my niche. Alright, stay the fuck out of it. So as an apology to Dr. Sandrine and as a gift for the shit that you've been through, I was looking around YouTube and I fell across uh, a YouTube channel that belongs to uh, Pierre Rabat. And it's called The Famous Recipe by Pierre Rabat, where he sits there and fucking cooks in his kitchen. And weirdly enough, I have more subscribers than he does, so take that, Pierre Rabat. So I decided that we we're going to react to the latest video that he released, which is a wild mushroom sandwich. This released two days ago on Monday, so while he was eating shit on Twitter because of his interview with Dr. Sandrine, he was busy making a fucking mushroom sandwich at home. So let's see what the shit is about. Oh, look at that. Hey, Kirmela, Kia, Pierre. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing white mushroom. Amazing white mushroom. But you can't do this sandwich. Be ashed, I eat best. Bilbet. Ew, this shit falling off his hands. That's silly dick, bro. هذا الساندويتش كثير سريع حتى واحد يعمله كثير طيب بنفس الوقت بتكون ثلاث انواع من المشروم رح استعمل البورتوبيلو الشامبينيون الابيض دو باري والاويستر ذات لوكس اكسبنسيف برو ذاتس ا لوت اوف انجريدينتس مان قديه حق المشروم هلا 30000 الكيلو بنفس الوقت رح اجيب الاويسترز اويسترز ما بدهم يصيروا كثير تشيب ايزي اويسترز ار تشيب جايز كثير ناس بيسالوا وبتمسحوها بهيدي الطريقه تتشيلوا الرمل والغبره الاويسترز كمان رح يتقصوا بهيدي الطريقه Champignons de Paris. Il n'y a que des champignons de Paris. Chiron, et ben, on a un petit sandwich de champignons. Des champignons de Paris, Portobello. Small la mala kitchen. Sorry, guys. I mean, look. So far, it's not that shitty. I gotta be like, I fucking hate mushrooms, though. So the production is not bad. Oh, why are you wearing your hat like this? It's so silly, bro. Oh, al dente! This is the most fucking expensive sandwich I've ever seen in my life, bro. Shallots, oysters, portobello, romarin. If I liked mushrooms, this probably would have looked good. Or bacon. I don't even fuck with bacon, man. Easy, bro. Ru, ru, ru. شوفوا الريحة كل النكهات عم يبلشوا ينخلطوا مع بعض رح زيد شوية زيت زيتون مش كتير برو خلص نص اللانين نص الحاتي دهات العالف اويل what the hell relax الاستوى look at his focus 
وهلا رح اعمل لهم دي جليزنج بوايت واين اكيد فيكم تستبدلوا الوايت واين هون بمرقه الجيش This is a very Christian friendly recipe let's just call it that وتستبدلوا الوايت واين بمرقه Can anyone afford this sandwich? On his show, he seems like such an asshole. Here, you genuinely feels like he's enjoying what he's doing. Whoa! What the fuck, bro? Oh, that's blah. Oh, dude, I don't fuck with mushrooms and like all this cream with the. <coughs> fuck, bro. This is legit gross. And this is Lebanese product, by oh. the way. Gourmet mushroom. I'm mushroom very picky when it comes to shit like this, and, and I have a very sensitive product. gag reflex. <coughs> oh, fuck, bro. I'm serious, by the way. Parmesan powder. Oh, look at the sound. This better be a good fucking sandwich, bro. No finesse, zero finesse. I'm a sato now. Very affordable, her sandwich. Bro, there's way too much mushroom on this. It's fucking spilling off. Look, ate a bit out of. Wow. Dude, this isn't a sandwich! Where's the sandwiches closed? This is a fucking mushroom toast. This isn't a sand. You fucking lied. Do you not know what a sandwich is? Do you have a food channel? You don't even. That's an amazing white mushroom. It's not a sandwich, bro. Okay, I'm glad this is over. Okay, actually, someone mentioned, when I mentioned that I was gonna talk about this, someone told me to watch his Manushi episode and to skip to minute like two and a half. There was something funny in there. So let me check that out. He made his own Manushi at home. Okay. 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 You took the simplest, most shabby thing we have, the manushit al zatar, al tipenyaki? How many people do you know have tipenyakis? Look, weirdly enough, I think he genuinely likes cooking. I think he'd rather be doing this than the show he's doing. Personally, fucking quit that shitty show you're doing. It's a horrible fucking show. Maybe stop eating shit over there and. I don't know, stick to this, but uh, oh, that fucking sandwich looks horrific, bro. If you guys will remember, on episode 5 of the podcast, so 3 to 4 weeks ago, I did a whole episode on Tufiluk, uh, and I called him Lebanon's biggest bully, because he had gotten on television and started preaching about anti-bullying after his whole incident with Miriam Klink, when in reality, he is the biggest bully on social media. He is the biggest bully on Instagram, he's the biggest bully on TikTok, he has bullied kids that are 12 years old, he has bullied middle-aged moms on TikTok. He's made them delete their TikToks because he fat shames them. He goes to clubs and parties and takes pictures of girls and literally girls he doesn't know and posts them on his Instagram stories to slut shame them. The dude is a notorious piece of shit. There is no way around it. And he's at it again, trying to rebrand himself as some kind of fucking anti-bully. Listen, dude, 
First of all, people are gonna be like, but Anthony, aren't you happy he's changing his ways and trying to be better? Isn't that what you wanted? Sure, that is what I want. I want for Tufiluk to stand for a good cause. But if you're gonna stand for anti-bullying, you need to acknowledge the shit you did in the past. You need to address those very problematic videos that are still published on your fucking page, man, of you yelling at your domestic worker at home. At you insulting women in the streets, you calling women fat, all that sort of shit, calling little kids from Sri Lanka smelly. You are the last fucking person, let me remind you again, to get on fucking television, to get on your fucking Instagram, and talk about anti-bullying. So what did he say? What did he do? Well, he did the stupid fucking social experiment, where he shaved his mustache, uh, and posted a picture. By the way, for the record, you look good without the mustache. If you ever decide to shave, you have pretty good bone structure. So you looked good without the mustache. Just let me tell you that, Hick, out of the niceness of my heart. So he posts a photo. It was fake. It was a prank. He didn't actually shave. So a bunch of people start making fun of him in the comments. He gets, he pretends to be upset. I want to delete social media. Please stop bullying me. And then an equally stupid account, Novel Corona, shares like a thing. Stop bullying Tufilu. Go bully the other people who are out partying instead. As if we should be promoting bullying. Good job, Novel Corona. Good, bad. Good. By the way, Novel Corona is like the dumbest fucking Instagram page. They'll show you a picture of like 6,000 people partying. Good, bad. Obviously, it's fucking bad, bro. Obviously, it's fucking bad. What is this fucking page you have? Good, bad, good, bad. And by the way, little fun fact. Novel Corona page is the only page, is the only account that defended Tufiluk when I made my video. It's the only one to think he's a good person. So that should tell you a little bit about who runs that fucking page. Anyways, so Tufiluk does this whole experiment and then the next day he reveals that it was just a test and he was testing about bullying and whatnot and etc. Let's just take a second to listen, to read. I'm going to read the conclusion that he posted on uh, like his Instagram after the study. In all ways... I want to send a personal message here. Love yourself. Trust in yourself. Be yourself and don't let anyone destabilize you. You are free to do whatever you want. For all social buddies out there, you are entitled to an opinion but in a civil way without harming others. For all the bullies, your comments can be destructive without you knowing. One word is more than enough to kill someone from the inside, so think before commenting. Yeah, like you making fun and fat shaming women on TikTok, you slut shaming women at clubs, you yelling at 12 year old kids on your Instagram live. Yeah, Abedan, dude, fuck you and fuck off, to be honest with you. And why are you insisting on Yechei being an activist against bullying? Yechei, shu chassak bil anti bullying. You are the last person. Why don't you fucking save the whales? Whales need your fucking help. Go fucking save the dolphins in Japan. Do you know what happens to dolphins in Japan? Have you seen the cove? Watch the fucking cove and go save the fucking dolphins. Save the whales. Save the fucking ice, ice caps. Save the Amazons. You should not be talking about bullying. You are the last person that should be talking about bullying, bro. Find another fucking cause. Or if you do want to talk about bullying, acknowledge the shit you've done. And then talk about bullying. But don't try to fucking pretend like we don't know who you are. We're not idiots. Maybe your fucking audience of 330 whatever thousand followers you have. Honestly, I was too nice on them last time. It's their fucking fault you're as popular as you are. Because you have a non-discerning, dumbass fucking following, okay, that likes garbage. And because they encouraged you and all your fucking bullying, you became the person that you are. All right, here, and let's just take a second to listen. He also dropped a video. I cut out just the last 40 seconds, also his conclusion. Just see what he fucking says here. Uh, 
والثقب النفسي اعلى شيء وما تخلوا حدا يحتمكم ما تخلوا حدا يزعجكم انتم حرين باي تغيير جسدي بدكم تعملوه وانتم حرين باللي بدكم تعملوه وان شاء الله ما حدا يحب يلي عملتوه بهذا التغيير طالما انتم مقتنعين ها طالما انتم مقتنعين فاذا يصطفلوا الاخر فك يو سبيس جام 2 they're making a sequel finally like 20 years later with lebron james and uh, we got some controversy y'all we got some controversy surrounding space jam lola bunny lola bunny has been redesigned for space jam 2 so if you guys remember lola bunny i'm going to put up i'm going to show up a picture of the old design of lola bunny and the new lola bunny and as you can see there is a big difference between how lola bunny used to look and how she looks like now now an argument has been made by the director by a lot of the people involved with the film that lola in the original i think 1996 movie or something was you know definitely over sexualized now that a bunch of people freaked out online like what you're changing the design whatever i also, i don't give a fuck i'm an adult this is a kids movie i don't care how they design the characters but it's just a funny thing to see and it just brought up the fact like it made me think of the fact that like was i attracted to lola bunny as a kid and the answer is fuck yeah i was hell yeah i mean i don't want to sound like a fucking creep but i mean she was designed to be sexy who are we fucking kidding look at the way her legs are drawn like the way her shirt is like all tiny and shit her short shorts like she was drawn to be sexy i get it she's a bunny she's not real but i was a fucking child even now as an adult i'll fucking say it she's hot man like that's what the artists intended they wanted like a hot bunny we i'm not into fucking animals and shit but like she's hot and clearly the new version is less hot like they went less sexualized like the breasts have been are small i can't believe i'm fucking talking about an animated bunny and comparing the breast size but anyways the this is for research all right this is for education the breasts are now smaller her thighs are like no longer as i don't know man i i feel like such a creep even describing this but anyway she looks like a she's less sexualized she's got like the armband she's got like the the tights under the shorts you know a bunch of people lost their shit i was just curious like since Dude, I was honestly also attracted to like Nala as a kid, like Nala from Lion King. Yeah, I found Nala hot, yo, okay? So, uh maybe I'm just a fucking weird child and it's been a long quarantine. Let's let's not kid ourselves. But I mean, I wanted to see uh, what my followers on Instagram thought, so I put up a poll asking people uh as a child, were you attracted to Lola Bunny? Uh that first poll got uh, 419 votes. 57% voted for oh hell yeah and 43% voted for what the fuck dude i'm pretty sure that most people voted who voted for what the fuck were lying to me i think a bunch of people were just scared to admit that they were fucking attracted to lola bunny so um i'm just happy to know i wasn't the only one what do i think about the redesign look i think it makes sense okay it's 2021 uh characters don't need to be that sexualized that it does bring up the argument and i get it like okay So are are you saying that women can't be sexy and be good basketball players? Do we need to sacrifice their physical appearance for athletic ability? I'm not saying that at all. Um I just think that maybe she was drawn and animated and the way she talked, it was a bit maybe too flirtatious for no reason. Again, I I have no problem with it. If they kept the same Lola Bunny, I would have probably been okay with it. I would have just found it weird that like why is this so sexualized if it is aimed at children? Like she doesn't need to 
to be like that. Anyways, for me, it's not a problem, but I get it. I get their decision. I'm not freaking out about it. I'm not mad about it. It's just funny that a whole bunch of us were attracted to this fucking bunny as children. But another piece of news. Uh, so they also said that, and here is according to Collider.com, Space Jam 2 will not include Pepe Le Pew. Here is why. So it's been revealed that there, there, that Pepe Le Pew was going to have a scene in Space Jam 2 where he learns about consent somehow. And apparently that scene has been cut out because Pepe Le Pew is considered to have normalized sexual harassment slash rape. Now, when I first heard that, when I first read the headline, I was like, wait, what? You guys are taking this too far. As usual, like the Internet is overreacting. We're all focusing on this stupid culture war instead of something important. But then, like I saw a couple of pictures and... In a lot of them, Pepe Le Pew is like grabbing on to this female skunk that is just not interested. And he's constantly grabbing onto her, not letting her run away. Like, yeah, when you look at all those pictures, he, he is a questionable character. Now, but that's okay. Like, look, there are a lot of things from the 40s, from the 50s, from the 60s, from the 70s that don't age well. People used to say things, you know, 40 years ago that if they said those things today, they'd get shot or thrown in prison. For example, Walt Disney was a notorious anti-Semite and kind of racist in many ways. There's a bunch of old Disney cartoons. If you see the way they represented Japanese people and, and Africans and stuff like that, it is horrible. It is horrific. So yes, animation doesn't age well. A lot of media does not age well. And like me, when I was watching Pepe Le Pew as a kid, I took it innocently. Like, oh, hello, my darling. I want to buy some flowers. Oh, you said no. Well, no means yes. Yes means no. I didn't interpret that as like rapey. I was just a kid. I'm like, oh, wow, he insists a lot, huh? He's really persistent. Nowadays, you look as a 30-year-old adult like, yeah, that is kind of creepy, you know? Oh, oui, 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 I have a teppanyaki at home. Lola, I will make you the most delicious manouche. Oh, oui, oh, yes, I am Pepe Le Pew, the skunk, the teppanyaki. Now, am I mad that people are trying to get rid of Pepe Le Pew? Absolutely not. What I would have preferred, though, what I think is a missed opportunity and what I think would have been way funnier, keep the scene. Keep the scene where he learns about consent. I think that would be fucking hilarious, like a scene where he's trying to creep on, you know, Hello, Lola Bunny, want to try to play a game of basketball? Oui, oui, oui. I want to kiss you. By the way, I'm not making fun of French people. I speak French. Par français, c'est ma première langue, so uh, I'm, not making, I'm not making fun of you Frenchies. But it would have been hilarious if he's like, hello, Lola, and then she like slaps him or some shit. She's like, dude, get the fuck off. Like, get the fuck away from me. Don't touch me. Quit being so handsy. That would have been funny. Would have been funny for me to see. I'm sure it would have been funny for kids. So if it's not too late to bring that scene back, yo, bring him back. I think it would have been funny. But I agree with the decision. I think he was kind of a creep. I also put up a poll on my Instagram, and I asked my followers, in hindsight, looking back, would you say that Pepe Le Pew normalized sexual harassment and rape? And 74% said, yeah, kind of, you know, it, in hindsight, it, it was kind of creepy. 26% said, nope, don't see it. The majority of those 26% were male uh, respondents, by the way. So just a couple of, uh, just wanted to talk about this. I'm excited about Space Jam 2, actually. I love the first Space Jam. Um, I'm fucking bored of quarantine and lockdown. So any big movie you can send my way, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to be happy. So I want to see the movie. I don't care about these changes. It's just kind of funny. And it's funny to see adults losing their fucking shit over Lola Bunny and Pepe Le Pew. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode nine of Do Not Worry. Always a pleasure to have you guys. Always a pleasure to be here. Take a second to please like this video if you haven't. Leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about the Dr. Sandrine situation, about Tufilux's attempt at a rebrand. What do you think about Lola Bunny and Pepe Le Pew? Uh, I'd love your t to hear your thoughts. Uh, again, thank you for all the likes and all the comments. Hashtag engagement. Thank you, Lindsay Ellis. I love you. Um, please subscribe to the channel if you have not yet become a do not warrior. I'm trying to hit 2,000 subscribers as soon as my next milestone, so let's do it. Let's do it together. Um, I know, I'm sorry about the whole Netflix recommendation thing. I know I haven't recommended anything in a while. My only recommendation for this week is listen to Kings of Leon's new album, When You See Yourself. I really want to try to maybe do a Kings of Leon video. I know it's I don't talk about music normally, but... They're my favorite band, so I might want to dive into their new album and talk to you guys about it. It'll be its own separate video. But anyways, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me once again. Uh, I'm excited to see you guys next week for episode 10. I can't believe the podcast is already two months old. So thank you so much for being with me on this journey. Uh, I honestly never expected the podcast to be as like, you know, this popular. I thought my episodes get like two, three hundred views. I'm pretty shocked that the show is doing as well as it is. So I owe it all to you guys. I really do not take anything for granted. So thank you so much. And as usual, do not worry.